yeah. Don't yeah, be nervous. I'm not nervous. We're not anxious queers. We're prepared not at all. queers. Totally. Absolutely. How are you folks feeling? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. Welcome to the twelfth. Twelfth? Probably. Twelfth episode of the Bisexual Podcast. Your favorite crafty queer Canadian content. I did it. You did it. <laughs> this week hey. we are joined by two very special guests. And friends. And friends. And part business partners. And business partners. Oh, you're just taking all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Jack and Sika. Hello. Hi, hello. Hi, hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us on. We're super excited. Um, should we tell them who they are? Not tell Jack and Zika, but should we tell <laughs> should... else who Jack and Zika are? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to tell us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, so, okay. So, um, I am Jack. I am the co-founder of uh, Flamingo Market here, and this is Zika, and I am also the co-founder of Flamingo Market. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Um, if the Flamingo Market sounds familiar to you, it's because we've been talking about them a whole lot because we're super excited that we're partnering and we are an official retail spot. 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 Stop. An official <laughs> Flamingo Market shopping zone. Yeah. There were that. <laughs> um, so, and the Flamingo Market is. A thing that Jack and Sika can tell us about. <laughs> <laughs> what is it and why did you start it? Flamingo Market is an entirely LGBTQ to uh, SIA marketplace, uh, both in person outside of COVID times. So we host bi-monthly markets in person here in Toronto. And now we are an online marketplace as well, hosting vendors from across Canada, uh, in the US and all around the world, really. Fuck yeah. Yeah. What a cool thing. So we, uh, we ended up uh, starting Flamingo Market uh, just over a year ago. Last, uh, last June was our first market and our big pride launch. And it kind of, uh, it all came from a place of, uh, I was working a lot of markets and coming across new retailers and opportunities that were consistently just amazing opportunities, but weren't really welcoming necessarily to my identity uh, as both a non-binary trans person and a queer individual um, who is openly exists as both of those in all the businesses that I uh, assist with running. Uh, and my trans identity was just consistently being treated as a barrier rather than an advantage and something to be treated as a, a sign of resiliency and an advantage in business. Uh, and Sika's experience was uh, with creating a little event that you folks might uh, have heard of before called Lavender. Just, just a small thing, no big deal. Just a small thing called Lavender. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh... Yeah, so um, Lavender started two years ago. We started our two-year celebration was in March. Uh, so it's a monthly queer party, basically for everyone in our community that is not a cis male, essentially. Um, and it's we don't have very many spaces uh, at all. So it was just kind of a space where we could all come together and share the same space. So with my energy towards that, my passion towards that, we came together and decided that we wanted to create a new space where our identities were not only welcomed, but also celebrated. Um, 
so we created a marketplace that's truly by the community and for the community you two are like my fucking queer icons because i Sika, you and i are in um like so many facebook groups together and i you wouldn't know that because i just lurk um but like i i was I witnessed, you know, you starting to do the, like, talking about funding for Lavender and, like, when it was just, like, a little baby party for a couple mm-hmm. weird queers. And then it just, like, I watched it grow into this, like, massive thing. And, it, like, I, for the, which I, I go to, like, used to go to pretty much every month and, like, always referred to it as, like, the queer dance party of my dreams. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. And then fucking Flamingo Market. I was so excited. And, like, when I got the, the queer market of my dreams and I... Listeners of the podcast will know that I have had a a rough a rough year, <laughs> um, and I had created a list for myself of twenty things I wanted to accomplish in twenty twenty. Um, most of which I cannot do because of you know the global pandemic that immediately started right after I did this. Um, but one of them was that I wanted to blend. I wanted to vend a flamingo market with Knit Me, and then like three days later, you reached out to me and they're like, "Hey, Knit Me, you should bend with us." And I lost my goddamn shit. <laughs> it was so exciting. I remember you applying and being like, oh my God, this is on my to-do list of goals for the year. I'm so excited. And I I had, I was familiar with you already um, and you starting up Knit Me from like the, the pals uh, knitting zone and just close in there and stuff. So I was super excited already. And- yeah, and it was great. It was so fun. I wish I got to do more <laughs> and that the world wasn't on fire. Well... We, uh, one day again. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like super, super excited that this partnership is growing. And to, th- to this, to we have a store and you're going to be in it. And that's like, I'm so fucking excited. I think that that's better than like vending once with Flamingo Market is now your partners with Flamingo Market. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. Yay. We have, no, this is, this is a perfect partnership. On like on our end, we are both queer and trans. Um, owners of this market, all of our vendors self-identify as part of the community. We we are as as strongly as we can. We advocate for spaces that are by the community and for the community, mm-hmm. and we are so thrilled to see something like By Stitch will uh, coming to Toronto and uh, becoming a thing. It's so relief. <laughs> by the time by the time this episode airs, we'll be open. Ah, we open. Oh my goodness. That's a horrifying, horrifying. prospect. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Jack, you mentioned that like you were at markets before you started Flamingo. Um, what were you? What were you vending at the markets? So I have uh, the first business I started uh, is called Nurtured So Naturally. I have a business where I make zero waste, eco-friendly laundry products that are just to, to help folks save time and money, uh, reduce their eco footprint with uh, harmful chemicals that you find in dryer sheets, things like that. So I, through that business, uh, Nurtured So Naturally, I make wool dryer balls, natural laundry detergent, uh, some linen sprays and essential oils so things smell good, all that good fun laundry stuff that people love. Uh, and I have an entire collection of uh, queer pride representation uh, dryer balls where 11 different pride flags are represented. So you can bounce some fun, but also subtle representation into the most mundane of tasks that you have to do on a regular basis. There are also some 
gift representation to folks that aren't expecting it and may not know what it represents. I love that. I would do laundry so much more often if I could make it gay. <laughs> so much better. Everything is better when made a little more queer. So mm-hmm. laundry had to happen. It just, it was necessary. But uh, yeah, I was, I've, I've worked vendor markets for about 10 years now. Uh, total with that business so I had had quite a lot of work so many years ranging from like presenting in a very different way from what I look like now so that was an interesting experience to go through uh, from uh, dressing in 50s style dresses with crinolines and big the laundry aesthetic of like retro laundry to like now being a uh, very out non-binary trans masculine individual (laughs) And uh, folks have seen me in every stage of that in, uh, in events and in my retailers and everything. So it's been uh, quite an interesting experience. Which <laughs> a lot to do with the motivation behind starting uh, Flamingo Market. Yeah. So yeah, you started Flamingo like about a year ago? Yeah, we uh, launched online in like February of 2019. Yeah. In- as like the big announcement for like, hey, this is this is an all LGBT market and we are going to be coming to you as of June happening in person. Mm-hmm. We prepared in advance for quite a few months, but uh, last- What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, preparing for anything? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was definitely interesting. We, we had a full social media presence by the time we launched in person, obviously, because we needed to promote and build excitement and you know, make sure that there would be customers to come out and support all of these amazing, incredible makers that we have. And we got so much support even before we started our first market. We won an award before we had our first in-person yeah, we market. Were- <laughs> for, uh, for the Now Magazine Reader's Choice Award for uh, Best Flea Market before we had our first uh, in-person event. Right? That's, That's so wild. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that almost kind of feels like scamming the system. Like you don't even need to open it that yeah, point. Yeah, now you, you just... Exactly. Now you're good. You got an award. That's it. <laughs> we were everyone was just so excited about like this is happening, it's coming, and we had we'd been sharing. I think we'd had a couple hundred posts at that point already of just what? like from people to queer makers. When we first launched the social media, we just did like local highlights. So any business that was LGBT and just wanted to have a highlight from our page, we were like, send us a message, let's get in touch. So we started by like just trying to build up a network of people who wanted promotion and then being like, hey, so we're running a marketplace. Would you also like to potentially represent yourselves in person as well? And we were flooded. Like we were flooded with applications. Yeah. Which is great now that we were able to be online and we can actually have more than a selected few vendors. We can have an unlimited amount of vendors now. Yes, that is the (laughs) one uh, amazing perk of uh, taking things online. We're no longer limited to like, we can fit 30 to 40 tables in a room. We can now host you wherever you are in the world, uh, no matter what you sell, whether you have three products or 300 products. So it's a, it's been a very amazing way for us to be able to expand and host a, a much r- larger range of people that we otherwise couldn't offer this kind of opportunity to. Yeah. How, yep. how was that pivot? Like, cause what, things shut down in March. So you would have, were you due for a market in April? Yes. Um, we, we had our last in-person market on uh, 
June 30th, we had our sweetheart market for like a big Valentine's shopping night. And then things started going into COVID took place and everything started going to quarantine. Like what was it? March 13th. And we had an event planned for April 4th. (laughs) Yeah. So we had already done like half of our promo for it and announced our vendors and like we're building excitement for it. And then it was sudden, very suddenly time to make a, a large pivot. Yeah. Uh, so we, we ended up announcing that the in-person markets were canceled, of course, because it was, it was the most logical, responsible decision to make because we just, we host a minimum of 30 vendors in person. And that's before even getting into like, we always have a very good turnout. Many people come through. We often have lineups outside of uh, our venue before the doors open. So we, we know to always expect a very good turnout and that just did not feel uh, like a safe thing to, to run in person. No, and it's, it's putting such a large number of our community at risk wouldn't, uh, in person wouldn't have been a good idea. So, um, but we also didn't want to be on hiatus and leave our vendors without anything. Um, so, it became pretty obvious uh, very quickly that uh, we were going to be canceling in-person events, uh, mm-hmm. not just for one month, but a couple months, because we we actually, we had in-person events lined up for like April 4th, uh, there was something mid, I think it was May 23rd, and then a, we were going to be having a huge Pride event for June in Buddies, where we were taking over the full venue. So we were already planning for having like 100 plus vendors yeah. on that day. So we, we couldn't even wrap our minds around the idea of just suddenly not having opportunities for a hundred people that were so excited for being able to do things in person. So we ended up, uh, I, we very quickly planned to, okay, we're <laughs> taking things online uh, and we're not just taking things online. We're going to build an entire online marketplace ourselves from the ground up and make it so that it, it just, all the vendors have their own stores. It's not done all by us. They have their own stores. They process their own sales. It goes directly to their accounts. It's, it was a, a very big process of building, but very worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I remember watching this kind of play out because you were one of the first like big, like regular events that actually made the decision that I saw that made the decision to close down. And I was really like, I was just so proud that you like, it, it really shows that you two are doing this for the community and like are taking the community needs into account first and foremost. And the pivot that you did, you, I, I fully know that it's not, was not easy, but you made it look so easy to just be like, oh, we're online now, it's fine. Like, just, just this is fine. And it's just like a super easy transition and it's great. Um, and it looked very seamless from the outside. And I think like that was a really incredible um, example of how organizations should be acting in times of crisis. We're, we're, so, we're so happy to hear that that's how <laughs> I mean, uh, it was pretty hectic on our end, but uh, we put things together very quickly. By April 7th, I already had the site like in development and was like, mm-hmm. had a plan for exactly how things were gonna go. And we were like, okay, we need to get a vendor call up. We need to do, so it was, on the front end of things, it was luckily a very smooth transition, but there was, uh, there was definitely a lot of uh, interesting moments on our end where we were like, how, we know we need to make this happen, 
but how do we do the thing? <laughs> That's the part that we have to figure out now. The how, I know, exactly, because we didn't want to be on hiatus and leave all of our vendors without at all. I mean, so many of our community members and our vendors were just all of a sudden abruptly off work, didn't have any markets, plants, um, and don't qualify for certain government support. So yeah. yeah, it was really important for us to keep the market going and build that online marketplace so we could have a space that isn't just a bi-monthly in-person market that isn't accessible right now, but a 24-7-365 hub. Um, we can use the Flamingo market to connect our, our flock of vendors with opportunities to celebrate truly who they are, like having a retail space at by Stitchful. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yes. Um, not only will will buy such will be a hub for the flamingo market, but you guys have another <laughs> enterprise. We do. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to talk about that one? We we also through Flamingo Market uh, as part of this community venture, we co-run a little nonprofit called Binders Out, where we uh, we provide pay what you can slash free access to safe, comfortable chest binders for anyone who needs them in the community, uh, trans folks, non-binary folks, gender non-conforming. If you need a binder, you can get in touch with us and we will help connect you with one. Um, we have an amazing group of volunteers helping us uh, in Toronto who help with like local deliveries where they can meet up with you at a local uh, TTC station or wherever you are to do like a contactless pickup. So things are still safe during COVID. But we also now, thankfully, will have a West End hub for people to be able to come by anytime they're able to, instead of setting, you know, a five-minute window at a subway station. <laughs> can come by anytime they're able to and pick up a binder in a space that they know will be safe for them and where they're represented and are safe to come in as themselves and not have to feel nervous about doing so. And that's, and that's, that's amazing. That's us. That's we're, us. We're the yeah. hub. That's us. We're so happy to, to be able to have something like that for the community and to have it in such a safe and welcoming space like by Stitchell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're, we're really, really excited about that as well because it's, it's an amazing organization and we are, we also just want to be here for the community and to be, yeah, we're just, we're so excited to, to be supporting the wonderful things that you're doing for the community that we're all a part of and to be supporting the community in that way as well it's so exciting and i mean i mean by Stitchwell flamingo market have that in common <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a little bit i mean uh we're we're truly by and for the community i mean we have our international ads playing on out tv who's also one of our sponsors oh, um, yeah international lgbtq uh tv network um the world's first and canada's only actually yeah that's amazing which is pretty freaking cool uh when yeah. they reached out to us this summer and we're like hey so we're an lgbt tv network and we, we really love what you're doing and i remember us getting that email and just like screaming uh, <laughs> hey. yeah the shock of like, oh, um, so hey, Sika, uh, we got an email this morning. <laughs> and that, what's the email? Well, the email is uh, a TV network just reached out and wants to sponsor the market and play, play ads promoting 
are are small artisans, a bunch of they want to play ads on TV to promote queer and trans artists. Um, and it just it was absolutely mind blowing and so exciting. But yeah, and in relation to that, actually, everybody who uh, who places an order through our website ends up getting a coupon code for a, a three thirty sorry thirty days for free on uh, Out TV Go. Oh, amazing! So, huh. A little thank you uh, from our sponsor, Out TV, for like shopping local and shopping from queer business owners. And like, we need more reasons to buy from you. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep getting better. it's so wild that even just like two years ago none of this existed like there was no queer market there was no queer network there was no queer yarn store it's only an aggressively queer yarn store aggressively yeah i mean i feel (laughs) like a few years ago the community was so lacking in spaces beyond like just for this gay men and and to, just, just to drink like and yeah, bars spaces where we can share space and buy from each other support each other's businesses and like because there is so much talent in this community and such a broad range of talent too like we are so diverse and that that diversity needs representation and a place to be accessible and available and supported. Exactly. Actually, to that end, would you like to give some examples of some of the amazing talent that people can find at By Stitch Wolf? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Oh, we have so much. So I mean, we're so excited. Uh, <laughs> we have a vast uh, collection coming in of. Uh, we have beautiful one-of-a-kind ceramics, uh, an array of pins, patches, and stickers by queer makers. Um, there's going to be some holiday uh, and greeting cards, so you can get all of that while you're shopping for your yarn. Uh, you can get your fiber art crafts, your beautiful art prints, zero waste products even, and uh, so much fun. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that also, but you're going to be able to pick up your your binder if you need one from binders out mm-hmm. it is pretty it'll be a, a bit of a, a one-stop shop for our queer uh, oh. queer community all your gay shit <laughs> <laughs> all of it you know we, we are we're so excited that even it, it, with everything that's going on in a pandemic and everything taking place with small businesses right now we're seeing a new queer and trans-owned business opening up mm-hmm. that we're able to partner with uh and that now as the result of that, we, we can offer an amazing opportunity to our vendors, some of which are just like, this is this is a, the very first retailer for a lot of our vendors. This is, they're just starting on their journeys. There's a lot of folks who, because of where they found themselves during COVID, have just started their businesses or just started marketing their art because they never had the time before and suddenly they found themselves with the time. Uh, <laughs> So there's, there's a lot of amazing uh, art coming in and it's just wonderful to see our community have a new space to safely pick up you know, their, their yarn supplies, mm-hmm. merchandise from LGBT businesses, binders, all of the above. Ugh, it's been, we ha- we've, we've had some uh, vendors start to drop stuff off and like, it's hard to tell who's more nervous and excited, like us or them. Like <laughs> they come in and we're like, oh my oh. God, this is so exciting. Thank you so much. And they're just like, 
Um, but yeah, someone, it was like their shop had, they'd opened their shop like less a than a month ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're in a store. Fuck. That's awesome. And like, honestly, that, what, that doesn't happen. That never happens. No. This is, I'm, uh, I'm so excited. This is truly opportunities being created that folks really did not see. I think a lot of folks that ended up starting crafty businesses during the pandemic, it was, it was partially a way to like keep busy, keep, keep occupied, have something to do to not feel like you're just sitting bored and waiting with nothing to do unoccupied. So why not, you know, pick up a, pick up a paintbrush or start cross stitching or like so many, so many amazing talented artists have started up recently. And, and it's, it's an opportunity like a storefront able to host <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Brands or own storefront where they don't have to worry about their identity and like being accepted and being misgendered or you know like any of that they don't have to worry about any of that coming into your store and that's such a great opportunity and such a, a relief for a lot of people it's just it's really lovely like I we probably shouldn't tell people how quickly we threw this together <laughs> I like, mean it's all there it, yeah everyone knows but like we we wanted we just we wanted a yarn store and so we just did it <laughs> um, but like we like we are both very very um aggressive about our being out about our queerness and being expressive about our queerness and we wanted that we wanted the store to be representative of us but we were so worried about it coming across as gimmicky or trying to monetize queerness or like you know that fucking rainbow capitalism yeah. yeah, and we were so worried that people would not, um, we wouldn't be properly communicating what we were trying to do and it wouldn't be received by the community in the way we wanted it to. But as soon as we started talking about it, everyone, like, I, I think every single person we've talked to has been more excited than we are. Like, and and just the, the number of people who are like, I don't even knit or crochet. I don't even know what wool is, but like, <laughs> holy shit, I'm going to come see your store. This is amazing. Like, I'll pick up a hobby. Why not? Yeah. And it's just like so many people and like you, you are not the first to, to reach out and say like, God, I wish I could get into crafts, but I just, I'm so sick of being misgendered. And I'm so like, I'm so just grateful to have a store that I can go into. And mm -hmm. like, I, it's been so, I, I don't even have the word for how it feels to kind of. Like gratifying, but not, that doesn't just, like encompass not, all of it. It it's just real we we had a lot of the same we're like when we started the market there were a lot of vendors who reached out to us and they were like hey so if if i sell at your market can i can i sell these items and they'd send us links and like say that like we're, we're used to having to censor these these products at our regular markets we can't even bring them most of the places that we were and we were like yeah no put them on the site <laughs> why wouldn't you why wouldn't you have those in person at our markets and, and online, of course, like, absolutely. They're, they're your artwork. There's something you're proud of. Put them out there. We support that. And just, there's, it's a, it's a lot of folks. There's, there's a certain amount of concern always in business when you present yourself and you, you decide to just be open about your identity, about will, will retailers still support you? Will you still be able to get new wholesale arrangements? Will you, will you still be able to sell in person at, 
at markets or will people kind of, you know, walk away? And this kind of community where we all support each other is, is something very necessary to help businesses know that like, no, you be yourself, be your aggressive mm-hmm. queer selves, be open about your identity as possible, show up to your events, wear your pronoun pins, be yourself always. And like, that's a selling point. It's not something that holds you back. Mm-hmm. It's who you are mm-hmm. and it's why you do what you do. And there's, I think there's a lot of us in our community are a lot of folks in our community end up starting their businesses because we maybe aren't, aren't represented in, in the current jobs we have or aren't able to present openly as ourselves. So mm-hmm. starting your own business is a way where you can be yourself all the time because you are your own boss and you make those rules. And, and the, you- more, the more people who start these businesses, like, I mean, it's probably obnoxious to say that, but like to start a queer yarn store or to like, to start the Flamingo Market or to fucking, to have out TV. Like the more of these that exist, the more it shows every, like everyone else that we, we are here and we deserve space. And also like, we are, we are a community that deserves representation. And like, we, it, it, you don't have to hide who you are to be able to have a successful. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like good representation. Like that's actually by and for the community, made for the community. Like it's, it's very important to be able to see an online shop where you can just get your pronoun pins or that queer uh, homo for the holidays card and and not, I don't know, like just feel good about it. And yeah. You can know that you're supporting a small business and a small artist instead of just buying something off of a a big corporate website that has really quick shipping, but you don't know (laughs) Uh, we're queer and we have quick shipping so (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just I'm excited like (laughs) this is the yarn store that I wish and the market and like all like this is the stuff I wish that I had when I was just starting to figure out who I am and was terrified to had completely lost and terrified of like how do I find community how do I find people how do I and like how do I walk into glad day without them looking at me and be like, oh, it's a straight chick doing here, which yeah. of course they never did, but it's- What we're used to experiencing that yeah. in other spaces that we never know when to expect it, for sure. I think there's there's one thing that like in the LGBT community, for, for those of us that do end up here starting markets, starting businesses, whatever, we are very good at, uh, if there's an opportunity we need that does not exist, we'll make it ourselves. We will carve out those spaces and just create them. If a market needs to exist, we're gonna make it. If, if a, a queer nightly event for folks to show up and have a safe space for them needs to exist, we're gonna create it mm-hmm. and just buy us for us, you know? Our, com- we, our community is very good at aggressively, loyally <laughs> supporting each other. And it, we, when we make, when we create spaces, our community shows up for us and they support those spaces. So it's, it's, it, it's a big thing to jump into, but our community is a very good net that catches us, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like we're creating things that are, are not the norm. Like we're creating queer spaces that are just 
I, I don't even know, just like safe and just different. Like, as you were saying, like we, when we were children, th these things didn't exist for us. Like we didn't have pronoun pins that we could go and just get. Um, and now we're building a holiday guide that's going to here for everyone's stocking stuffer for $20 and under, get your everybody your pronoun pins, you know? Um, which is something that would not have come in your stocking at 12 and 13 years old 20 years ago. No. <laughs> yeah. And we, we're also like constantly looking for ways to make it more accessible, not even just to queerness, but like in for all intersections. And like we, um, like for, um, for me, a huge barrier when I was learning how to knit, a huge barrier for me was my um, social anxiety and crippling depression and all kinds of other fun things. Um, and so like, I only knit with Michael's yarn, which is like totally fine, totally serviceable yarn. But like my, the first few years of my craft was only working with Michael's yarn because I was too terrified to go into yarn stores because I, you know, imposter syndrome, being looked at, being judged, being like, you know, not feeling like I'm not at the, the level one should be at to walk into a fancy ass yarn store. Yeah. And like, and again, that's not even based on any real experience that I had, but it just is the pressure that I was putting on myself. And so like, we are, we are actively trying to make this space as friendly and accessible as possible. Like if you don't want yarn, you just want gay shit. That's cool. If you just want to if you like want to get into knitting or crochet but you don't know where to start like we have kits you don't even have to talk to us like we'll we'll talk to you we'll tell you how to like we'll teach you but if you don't want to talk to us like we have kits you can just pick one up and get them and like at a super like accessible price point and have everything you need to learn and like we also for our website we're doing scheduled appointments for people who you know don't want don't want or can't be around um uh like crowds not that we're gonna have crowds but like who want to make sure they have a completely isolated a dedicated time to yeah. themselves um and in that time you can also it um you can mark whether you know you're happy to chat or if you'll come to us if you have questions or if you want you know what, what us say? to ignore you <laughs> basically Just like you can specify the level <laughs> of engagement you want yeah oh uh, yeah the, i would prefer minimal engagement so you can say like, if you, if you know that you don't want to be talked to, like you can let us know and we'll, we'll smile and we'll just, we'll leave you alone. And That's so we're it. trying to like eliminate as many barriers as we can. That's fantastic. I, I have very similar memories to like when I first started like knitting and when I first mm -hmm. started spinning yarn, going into like large stores in Toronto and being very intimidated because I didn't know what I was, I knew what I was looking for generally, but like I didn't know the type of fiber I needed or the staple length or anything. And just, I didn't have those terms down. And it's kind of an intimidating experience to walk into a store and be like, hey, so I don't know what I'm looking for. Can you help me? <laughs> it's, it's important to, um, to have something that's where you can actually say, hey, yeah, I, I want to come in and shop, but I'm, uh, I'm not quite ready for a full-blown conversation. But also, yes, can I get some help? <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we forgot once again to do the. Sorry, there's someone like in front of my window. <laughs> Weird. Mom. No, I see my mom, but okay. like the other lady. I don't know what. what she was talking about the dragon. 
Oh my God. <laughs> um, so, but um, as per our podcast tradition, we always, uh, John always fucking roasts me with my star sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll read themselves one where it's just all about how pretty and popular they are. So uh, we asked you what your star signs are. And in true queer fashion, you sent us your entire charts. And we <laughs> love that. <laughs> Um, so John has a super fun, super fun little zodiac thing to get to know you. Um, since we were speaking so much about crafting and doing different, you know, hobbies and stuff over pandemic and I just like disassociated <laughs> mid-sentence. Um, uh-huh. um, I've got a fun little zodiac thing. This is the craft you should try based on your star sign. Oh, okay. Um, so Kelsey's a cancer, which we know. Is it crying? Is the craft crying? Is it collecting your tears? <laughs> See, I don't and watering plants. This one's what? bizarre because like it says you should try yoga. Fuck off. That was my fucking eye roll. Like I'm not sure that yoga is a craft. I was just gonna say, um It's a hobby, sure. But the number of goddamn mental health professionals I have waited months on a wait list to see who have then said have you tried yoga drink some green tea <laughs> yes i tried yoga it's sweaty and it sucks well perhaps the most intuitive sign of the zodiac cancers are usually called psychic at least once in their life not only do you have a natural connection with other people and things but you are also overly compassionate could yoga be any more perfect for you instinctual cancer Nama- namaste fuck all the way off <laughs> It says that. It says namaste. Of course it does. I hate this. Again, Libra, I'm not sure that this is a craft. But, so uh, Sika, you're a Libra, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so this is. You should try dancing. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they're using the term craft very loosely. Extremely loosely. As in just like, hey, have you practiced your craft? like no folks no um libras are incredibly intelligent and kind and possess a natural instinct to look out for others because of your ability to do anything for the ones you care for you typically shine in social settings you'll even be more prepared for these fun events after you brush up on your dance skills so take some time to get groovy at home i'll brush up on my my robot (laughs) hey yeah i mean you you did in fact create an entire two two Regular dance parties, both lavender and flux. <laughs> it's true. It's not really fair to say that you're you're not. A, you have two dance parties. Can't really say that you're not dance at all. Accurate. I guess it's accurate. Flux was actually the last social event I ever went to. It was the last time I was out in public. Oh, yeah, and our, and lavender's two year anniversary was the last dance party we had. Yeah, in March the last pre-pandemic event before uh, quarantine went into effect. Yeah, I remember. The before times. Forever. It feels like you're a Pisces? Yes, I am a Pisces. You should try watercolor painting. That's a little (laughs) on the nose. (laughs) The last sign of the Zodiac, Pisces are known to be fiercely intuitive and creative. Often called the dreamers, Pisces thrive on feeding the imagination and thinking big. What better way to let that out than to watercolor your own masterpiece? 
your ability to empathize and understand will translate perfectly onto a blank canvas. Oh, wow. No, no pressure. It'll just translate perfectly onto a blank canvas. No Create your own masterpiece. Well then. I, well, I don't even know what to say about that. Well, we've all got some. We got some, yeah. Some crafts to try, I guess. I don't think. I want yours. I want craft. dancing. I miss dancing. I'll, we'll trade you. Okay, you can do yoga. Okay, I'll be a cancer now. Yeah, actually, you could probably use some stretches. I last time I tried to do yoga, it hurt. <laughs> so that was fun. That was fun. Now I feel like we all know each other so much better now. Yeah. Speaking of getting to know each other better, is there anything, I don't know, super fucking exciting we should know about you? <laughs> <laughs> we, we have some exciting news that was uh, just recently announced, I guess, based on when this is airing. Uh, as of November 14th, we can officially say we have uh, won the Toronto Star Reader Choice Award for Best Local Market. Fuck yeah! Flamingo Market is a fesh, officially uh, Toronto's best local market. Yeah, it yeah. is. Woo! That's so awesome. I, <laughs> Look at some sound I, effects. Yeah. Some applause. When I got the news and started uh, referring to us as uh, the award-winning Flamingo Market. Just yes. joking. So cool. We can say that now. Yeah, you can. Oh, I love that for you. And for the community. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable too. Like just we so unexpected. Like we did not expect that at all. No. We the, the support for the market has been amazing. But like at the same time as that, we never thought that we would win an award as the result of that support. So like to see that we were nominated was just such a holy shit moment. We we've, we've been nominated and then <laughs> waking up to an email saying, Oh, by the way, um, you've won the diamond level. And then we proceeded to aggressively search for what the diamond level meant, <laughs> position that was. Uh, but, oh my God, just the freak out and the excitement over it. it was so, yeah, we were so excited. I remember us waking Emma up being like, guess what happened? And they're like, what? <laughs> Had to break the news to the kid as soon as possible. Just yeah. They would be super excited too. Amazing. Oh, so happy for you. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you so much. We can't believe it. I can't wait to get that certificate and frame it and hang it you up. You got a certificate. That's we, so official. Yeah, they they mail out certificates to all the winners. So we're going to have Fuck a yeah. the, uh, certificate to put on the wall and gaze at lovingly. <laughs> yeah. If you want to make a copy of it, we'll put it above the, the hutch. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. That would be amazing. That would yes. be so cute. Yeah. We will yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. We're going to do that. Oh, I love that. <laughs> but Excellent. yeah. We can put it in the window. We can put it in the window, facing the church. We're going to have a whole window that says, like, by Stitchell and Flingo, no, Flamingo Market and Binders Out Hub. Yeah. Right in the window. I could not love that more. I oh love it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> ah. My goodness. That's so exciting. Cool. We are so excited. Okay, good. This is just a whole, whole bundle of excitement. All kinds of excitement. It's <laughs> a plural of excitement. I mean, according, according to memes, don't we just say we are excited? I like it. We are excited. We are excited. We are excitement personified. I say with like a super mellow, much monotone, monotone voice. Very wow, much excited. <laughs> we love early two thousands memes. Hell yeah. 
Heck yes. They're the best. Um, so, so you run the Flamingo Market together. And Binders Out. And Binders Out. Yeah. Your partners. Yes. And co-parents. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I don't think it would be possible if we didn't get along. <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly. Our, our apartment is a, a very busy space and we're definitely always working on something. So it's a, a good thing that we keep our caffeine supply very well stocked. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we spend the majority of our time together, together, especially during the pandemic. Um, we, we both have our strengths. So just kind of, we're always divide and conquering things. Like one of us will be working on the website and one of us is doing virtual school with the kid and one of us is on a call with the vendor and then the other is working on the holiday guide and working on graphics um but so it's it's hectic but we we have the same vision overall <laughs> we luckily we're we have a lot of passion for this community and for what we're doing here that helps uh, get everything done but we did we'd definitely be lying if we said it was easy to, to manage it all at once but we love each other and we love what we do so we managed just made it sound like you were six different people between the through two of you well, we feel like we have to be <laughs> there's there's a lot of juggling taking place but you know we uh it, it definitely uh certainly made things interesting to to throw in on top of running the market and binders out and everything else to throw in uh, our child doing a virtual school from home with remote learning to uh, oh boy and everything. Yeah. so uh, we've we've got a lot on the go right now and but it's good we like to be busy yeah and you you certainly <laughs> are you certainly are yeah well, that sounds like it doesn't suck so that's cool that's it's, I think we've got the hang of it it's pretty okay I think it's okay We've, we've done all right. I guess it's uh, not too bad. We've, not the worst. <clears throat> what else? Do you have any questions for us? We've been oh. like just grilling you. Do you do you have anything for us? No, no. now I got to talk. <laughs> the intense interrogation turns turns sides. How the turntables? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have any questions for them? Before you think of one, um, do you want to tell us a bit about the holiday guide? <laughs> uh, what is it? Where can we find it? Sure. <laughs> so, I mean, with the holidays coming up, it was it's really important to support, to, uh, support small and local businesses this year, especially those who are within our community. Um, so we decided to create a virtual holiday guide that will feature gifts uh, from our flock of vendors at every price point. Um, so perfect gifts for your parents, your partner, for your pals. Um, we have an incredible range of products uh, and vendors, uh, everything from mugs to original paintings, from chocolate to uh, everyone's favorite uh, fashion accessory face masks. Heck yeah. and, uh, outrageously queer apparel from uh, queer apparel to subtle prints um, there's something for everyone in the guide and uh, we're going to be releasing gift card students so if you don't find anything on the guide uh, you can get that for that person who's just too hard to shop for on your list. Oh, uh, yeah. So where can we find the guide? 
but you'll be able to see it on our website. Yes. Um, we decided to keep it all online this year as uh, our website is carbon neutral and uh, we are dedicated to being zero waste and uh, dedicated to our environment. So since our market is online, we figured it was probably just best to keep the guide online for the for this year. For sure. Yeah. Um, so where can we find you fine folks on the internet? So, <laughs> so you can find us on Instagram at flamingomarket.ca. Yeah. Uh, our Twitter is, what is our Twitter? <laughs> Flamingo market underscore. Flamingo market underscore. And you can find us on Facebook under Flamingo Market. And you can find us on our website, flamingomarket.lgbt. Oh, fuck yeah. Yes, we actually, um, we were super excited uh, when they released the .lgbt uh, domain names recently. Uh, that was in what, in September? And within so. like, a, a friend was so excited that they messaged me to tell me about it and I started screaming. And within an hour, we had uh, Flamingo Market LGBT and bindersout.lgbt both registered. because we were Amazing. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, gotta hop on that. We can't risk anyone else grabbing finders. No. LGBT mm-hmm. or Flamingo Market dot LGBT. Mm-hmm. I want to be by stitching dot gay. Yeah. Yes, dot gay too. And what's great is that um, they're by uh, Pride Life, which is uh, the first LGBT owned and certified domain company in the world. Fuck yeah. We, so- were, we were able to buy our dot LGBT domains through an entirely queer owned and certified domain <laughs> registry, which is really cool. And they've, they've really been supportive so far and actually promoted the market a couple of times. So like, shout oh out God. for that. Very sweet of you. <laughs> what a fucking amazing time to be queer. Right? Oh, I'm there's, so happy. <laughs> there's so much support just between our like members of our own community going back and forth it's fantastic yeah oh um, i'm just i'm so full of is this happiness yeah i don't think i felt happiness in so long it's it's unfamiliar but this is whatever this is it feels really nice (laughs) bisexual.lgbt the big b one day (laughs) i want to do things now we have so many things to do now we're opening tomorrow. Um, neat as a neat fact, too, actually, about um, Pride Life, and I believe actually just the uh, the domains in general. A certain percent of all the .LGBT domains that are registered, uh, a certain percentage of the money from those registrations every year gets donated to LGBT charities. Yes. So it's a way that also uh, it's a thing that you can uh, get to be super gay with your site, but also to like give back to the community at the same time, which is always fun. Those are my two favorite things. Right. If we, if, if everything could just be aggressively queer and also give back to the community, it'd be fantastic. Love this. We were very excited when we found them and like just hopped on that right away. Oh my God. Aggressively queer. Just, just a tad. (laughs) Just a little bit. So if people want to sign up or be a vendor at Flamingo Market, how do they do that? Well, right now, with uh, with the vendor market being all, as an online marketplace, we are online 24-7, 365. So this, is, this does not end with the holidays, far from it. Um, you can sign up at any point in time. Uh, we actually have the application uh, slash sign-up sheet on our, on our website, just at flamingomarket.lgbt or flamingomarket.ca. Either one will work. 
uh, and you can fill out a, a form there to sign up and we get in touch with folks pretty quickly after we uh, receive their submissions. And people can at this point, because things are online, you can sign up mid-month anytime and we'll get you going right away. We actually, um, we have a couple connector apps to help make things nice and easy. So if you have a pre-existing shop on Etsy, Shopify, WooCommerce, uh, Square. Square, you can connect to all of those to upload all of your products really easily and uh, sync your inventory. So everything's done very quickly. With those, we, we have folks up and running within like 15 minutes. So it's a nice, quick, easy process to sign up and get your shop online. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, we are offering pay what you can slash uh, free spaces for uh, queer business owners and makers who want to participate, but just don't have uh, the access to the funds right now because finances shouldn't be a barrier. That's wonderful. We, we believe very strongly that like this, this community is about creating opportunities for folks and we never want finances to be a barrier to actually being able to access those opportunities and benefit from them. So we're very dedicated to uh, making sure that that's a, a fixture that we have at Flamingo Market for those who need it. So start your queer store today. <laughs> yeah. Those queer businesses. If you make a thing, why can't it be a business? Heck. Mm -hmm. What a 2020 move. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if, uh, if you're an LGBTQ2SIA maker, artist, if you run a nonprofit, um, anything like that, if you have a service to provide that you want to be able to help spread out to the community and let folks know that if they want to hire an LGBTQ2SIA service provider, they can come to you and hire you for services, reach out to us and we will help set you up with a shop or a page to promote your stuff and your services. We'll promote you to the community and help you make some some hopefully really valuable connections. Fuck yeah. Love that. Mm -hmm. Cool. How do you folks feel about uh, just creating bistitual and creating this kind of representation in the city to have an in-person shop that's openly, openly queer like this? How does that feel on your end? Stressful. It's tiring. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> like we're so excited and like so grateful to have this opportunity and like for all the support we've received from so many corners and so many like strangers like strangers people we've never talked to and never met have like messaged us and be like if you need like i'll come i'll come help you paint i can uh, drive yeah i have a car if you need us to drive like and just like just so much amazing support from everywhere and we we wouldn't have been able to do this without so much support um yeah. both the community and primarily like especially from our families They're, yeah parents Jesus. have been extremely helpful kelsey's mom is outside Literally cleaning right a bench right now <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute um like my dad came yesterday and helped put up our shelves and like built the shelves that we have in the center of the of the room right now amazing and they're so beautiful they are Oh yeah, we got a bit of a, a tour of the shop at the start of all of this and got to yeah. preview of things and the shop looks absolutely amazing. We cannot wait for everyone to see it in person. Oh my goodness. Me yeah. too. But also that's happening in like... When is that happening? Oh Don't... God, 23 hours. <laughs> a soft opening on the 23rd, don't you? On, the, on a Friday the 13th because we aren't courting bad luck enough. <laughs> of all the days. Well, I mean... 
what a 2020 thing to do isn't it fucking isn't it on friday the 13th on that super cheerful note um thanks so much for joining us it was such a pleasure getting to chat with you not on email um seeing your lovely faces it was so nice to see you thank you for having us on and for making time for us thank you so much for having us okay do the thing do the thing Thank you for listening to the 12th episode of the Bicycle Podcast. You can find our show notes, including photos and links to patterns and designers and things we talk about on our website, bicyclepodcast.ca. We are on Instagram as at Bicycle Podcast. You can find me at underscore dangerous John and Kelsey at Kelsey Grammar 23. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach more disaster queer yarn folk. And you can join our Discord server, which you can find an invite to on our website or in the link on our Instagram bio. Yeah. Yeah. Love that energy. I have so much of it. <laughs> Wrapping it up on a high note. Yeah. Just doing their best. Just doing their best. That's mm-hmm. all we can ask for. <laughs> <laughs>